All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. It is 7 o'clock Wednesday. That means it's time for Sci-Fi Distilled. Welcome back, Mary Beth, of course. Hello. How, How goes it? It goes. It goes. It goes. It's hump day, it so it goes. Summer is almost over. Can you believe it's going to be Labor Day? Friday is Labor the day this weekend. Labor Day. That so crazy. That's a big holiday for, for those that are not Americans. <laughs> it's the end of our summer, basically, holiday. All the kids back to school. Kids are back to school this week. Parents rejoicing everywhere. Yes. Happiest time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so this today we are doing, this is another Make Me Watch. We haven't done these in a while. So Mary Beth has never seen Hudson Hawk. I hadn't. And you chose this. And, and I, I had chose this. And I don't know why I chose because I know a I lot of people do doubt. not like this movie. It is not well liked. I think it's got It is polarizing. And yeah. we will discuss and why we'll in great detail. Why. So I'll discuss why I picked it when we go. But before we do that. I know you got a whole bunch of news. I have so a ton of news? news, you guys. I have so much Star Trek news. Let me try to actually whip through uh, irrelevant news so I can get through, so I can get to the Star Trek news. Um, oh, and we will be doing Ahsoka reviews tonight, too. Uh, tonight, guys, it's a super blue moon tonight. Uh, super because it's as the moon goes around, it's the closest it gets to the Earth, and blue because it's two full moons in one month. The next regular blue moon is next year, but the next super blue moon is 2037. Speaking of the moon, go India. Last week, while we were sitting here talking about lower decks, India quietly became the first country to land an unmanned spacecraft on the moon's south pole. This is a historic landing in uncharted territory. They're hoping this area, scientists believe this area, holds important reserves of ice, which to me, it just reminded me so much of For All Mankind. Do you remember on For All Mankind right. when Molly... They're looking for the ice, yeah. Molly was chipping away. She's like down on the thing and chipping yeah. away. I was like, oh my God, is that what they're doing? It's a big deal so because really cool. it, 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 it means there's sustainability. There could sustain a, you know, a, a colony. Exactly. You know, without, because you get, not only get water from ice, you can get oxygen from that yes. water. Exactly. And fuel exactly. with the hydrogen. Which we do need to do for all mankind at some point. I'm just, I haven't done season three yet. Just let me Yeah, probably. Up. I think, I don't know when they're going to release. Um, last season I talked three. to Denise Okuda, she thought it would just going to drop around December of this year. Um, but she didn't know for sure. So I'm thinking <laughs> we'll probably do maybe either a pre one and then going into this is going to be season four, right? Um, yes, so no, yes, yeah, so, so maybe we'll do a show of season one through three and then right before that would be fine yeah. because that's that's what I will have watched. I yeah. just gotta, I gotta catch up on season three, I will get oh, there. It's so good, it is just a really you know, and it's funny because when I first saw the trailer for it, I didn't like the maybe it was the nationalism in me that the you know, the whole um, thing about the Russians getting to the moon yeah. first, it kind of yeah. set me off for the whole alternate history thing, yeah, but I watched it. And it is, it really is a great show. It's, it's a great show. So well yeah. done. And it's such a great take on what if. On what know? if, yeah. It's the what if show, you know. Yeah. And But it's fleshed out way more than that. Oh, yeah. You know? um, oh, yeah. And I and love the do, way each season it kind of jumps. Like, events, but yeah. yeah, the first season was kind of just the what would have been the Apollo missions and then what would have followed had we continued. And, and then yeah, and season the two, one, they're, they're in the, the shuttle era. And, you know, the now, era. now yeah. the third season, they're in, they're going to Mars. So yeah. um, it's very, it's very cool. Very cool. Um, so anyway, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, anyway, I keep going. Uh, moving on with the news. Dune 2 has been delayed. It was supposed to be this fall, but it's been delayed to March 14, 2024. A direct result of the strike. The strike strikes again. 
The strike has also struck Disney Plus, which has canceled two shows that were already in the can. They were like done film. They were ready to go. They're going to kill Nautilus and Spiderwick, both of which were eagerly anticipated. Nautilus was going to focus on Captain Nemo and the origins of his iconic submarine, and Spiderwick was based on the popular uh, Spiderwick. They're like young adult books, whatever they are. Moving on. I'm going to skip that one. Moving on. John Wick create. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's what I want to know your opinion on this. John Wick director Chad Stelhesky. Stelhesky. Stelhelsky. Chad. John Wick director Chad is rebooting Highlander, starring Henry oh Cavill. Do we need a Highlander reboot? Probably not. I think probably not too. I think Dave Lafredo would say you need if as long as they're doing it sword fights on surf flying surfboards. They may be. I don't know. He says he this guy Chad uh, says the story engages a lot of the same characters, but we also added elements from the TV shows. Um, you know what? Honestly, honestly. I re- when we when we just did Highlander recently, what was it, a few months ago, and I rewatched it, and I know a lot of people did. I don't think it held up as good watching, and I hadn't seen it probably uh, in twenty five years, thirty years, I, and I don't I, think it really held up. So I think it probably, if it's done right, and I think Cavill's a perfect person. Yeah, I think Cavill will do justice. I do yeah. think he's the perfect person. Um, I think it could work, and I think yeah. it could be a good I mean, movie, and I think it could be a worthy reboot. Yes, it, it could. It's done right. In all fairness, this is still in the development stage, so it may happen, it may not, but they want to do it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, but that's just, you know, we'll see. But I'm yeah, not a really know. big fan of reboots. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Rick and Morty season seven slated for October fifteenth. We don't know who the new voices are going to be, and critics who apparently have nothing better to do are already saying, hey, this is a show about like multiverses with, and we've already seen different, many different Ricks and many different Mortys. So couldn't a different Rick have a different voice? So they've chosen to use sound alikes and they're like, no, that was dumb. That was a mistake. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about well, that. Are you going to watch it? I'll watch it. I mean, I'll always give it a shot, but this may be, we might, we might be seeing the beginning of the end of Rick and Morty. We might be seeing the beginning um, of the end of Rick. People are saying, you know, this was an opportunity to do like really creative storytelling. You have a multiverse. They could. You're right. And I see what they're saying. They could take this, make it an opportunity out of, you know, you know, make lemons, make lemonade, that sort of thing. Fine. You know, and then you find someone with vodka and make cocktails. But (laughs) And then you go, you got got cocktails. So it could work. I know what they're saying. I don't know if, because every Rick we've ever met in every multiverse Sounded exactly it's like the Rick. Other <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Rick is Rick is Rick. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So to say that, oh, it could be a different Rick in a different universe. I'm like, uh, come on. Yeah. So I don't All know. Right. We'll see how we'll see how well you know the voice. Sometimes they do a really good. Uh, so, yeah, well, yeah, and I don't work. know who's been cast yet, so we'll we'll find out. So October fifteenth, we will find out. All right, let's do some Star Trek news. I have all kinds of Star Trek news tonight, guys. Eight days until Lower Decks, and of course, Star Trek Day is September eighth. On September eighth, nineteen sixty six, of course, fifty seven years ago, the original aired, and September eighth, nineteen seventy three. 50 years ago, the animated series aired. So, of course, there will be a special Star Trek Day program. It is hosted by Jerry O'Connell this year instead of Will Wheaton last year. Uh, Things that this will include, uh, a look back at memorable moments. They're going to pay tribute to Star Trek Discovery before its final season. 
They will, of course, commemorate 50 years of Star Trek animation, and I'll talk about that in a second. They're gonna be, there's going to be an exclusive sneak peek clip from the upcoming fourth season of Lower Decks and more. Where can you watch this? Literally everywhere. StarTrek.com, Paramount+, Plus, YouTube, Facebook, Pluto TV, Mixable, some local CBS affiliates, Comedy Central. I mean, it's just everywhere. In addition... CBS will also broadcast the first two episodes of Strange New Worlds at 8 p.m. They're going to, uh, so episode 101, which is Strange New World, and episode 102, which is Children of the Comet. So you can see that on CBS. And oh, of course, the first the, season. You got to be clear on yeah, that. If, yeah, yeah, first season. First, yeah. Yeah. On, on broadcast. Yeah, on broadcast. Yes. Right. And there will also be, uh, of course, there's always Star Trek Day merchandise with a 25% off site wide if you go. Nerds in a barrel. Nerds in a Barrel, Star Trek Day. Okay, let's get to the animated part because uh, this sounds a little more interesting. So they're celebrating their 50th. Uh, they are having their own kick-ass free, well, not that kick-ass because I'll tell you why, free screenings across the country. Uh, it's absolutely free. All you have to do is register. The day offers sneak peeks, surprises, free concessions, giveaways, I'm, and more. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm being licked. And I'm oh. just trying to tell her that I'm busy. <laughs> Let her look. Uh, these screenings are going to be in Columbus, Dallas, Denver, Philadelphia, Phoenix, San Diego, St. Louis, Washington, D.C., Vancouver, Calgary, and London, England. Don't get too excited. I went on the website and looked to see if I wanted to see if there's one in Boston near me. There never is. And they were all wait, like already waitlist only. Like they're already full. So, but I'll, I will put the link in the chat if you guys are interested in trying to sign up. In other Star Trek news, moving on now, uh, motivated fans took things into their own hands to save Star Trek Prodigy. So they've been doing buying media, so, uh, physical media such as DVDs and merch. On August 26th, they hired a plane to fly with the Save Star Trek Prodigy banner flying behind it. It flew over Los Angeles. It circled the Netflix offices on Sunset Boulevard and went to circle the offices for Hulu, Apple, and Amazon, which are all possible future homes for Prodigy. Um, in attendance were, net, were like Prodigy cosplayers. Yay, that's great. But also co-executive producer Aaron Waltke. Aaron Waltke told reporters this is a huge boost to morale and the powers that be are aware of the efforts. Uh, the fans are being heard and this is making a difference. So I don't know, maybe Prodigy will get picked up. Uh, banner campaigns like this have played a part in previous fan efforts. It saved Timeless. It saved The Expanse, which the I didn't Expanse, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It did work. Amazon picked it up. Of course, to compare Star Trek Prodigy to The Expanse. I know, right? It's, it's not. There's no. It's not even the same ballpark. And here's the thing. This was, this was all raised and organized by a British fan, a UK fan named Michelle Stokes. She used a GoFundMe campaign. She raised $1,517 to pay for this flight. Flights are not it, that expensive. It's not a lot of money. <laughs> or maybe she footed the like. How much do you think like there is? Thousand like, dollars. That that's it. That was your. If big... it's like five grand, did she pay the other four thousand? Like how did that work? <laughs> I don't know how much it costs to do a, a banner flying thing. I have no idea what. Neither what do I. But a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars doesn't seem. It's not a lot of money. No, it's really not. And finally tonight in Star Trek news, uh, earlier this year, and this is a weird little tidbit, but earlier this year, this year, the news hit that Academy Award winner Michelle Yeoh would be returning to the role of Emperor Filippo Giorgio uh, in an original movie event, a Section 31 movie event. However, we've seen the production, like people have seen the production info, and they 
pass along the following update. The project has October 23 through December 8th penciled in for Toronto for using the sets in Toronto. However, there's very that's very, 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 very tentative because there's still an ongoing right, strike. Going, right. That's assuming the strike doesn't happen. That's assuming the strike. But what's really interesting <laughs> is there's a different Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There's a different title listed listed for the project. It's called now on the production thing, Star Trek Station 31, and it's listed as a series. So people are like, we don't know what's happening. We're completely confused. No one knows what's going on. I don't think CBS or, excuse me, Paramount knows. No, I don't think they know either. Uh, I think it's still a movie, and I think it is still Section 31. I literally think that was a mistake. I don't think it's changing. Yeah, I just, but I mean, it's just, they seem to be, you know, I know there there was talk about, obviously, Star Trek Legacies, um, which I think could be a really good thing if they keep to maybe maybe they're trying to fool us like blue harvest us you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) like maybe they're trying maybe i don't know i just i've lost a lot of faith in paramount i'm sorry uh yeah it's just they just have it i'm very excited about lower decks um you know the new season i've been binging i didn't tell you that i was i've been binging one through three I should. Um, I should some of it is just. You. Some of it is just. I watched a few last week when we reviewed Lower Decks. Just and I was like, I, once again, just astounded at how good it really is. Yeah. It's a good show. I was just watching today. I just watched the one with the holodecks when they have to do the training the or whatever it was. Yeah. The one. That yes. Make it time <laughs> one. Make it time <laughs> one. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a good show. Hey, there's Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Bill. Hi, Dr. Alexander. The yeah, shadow a, I've been looking here. at all you guys that have been dropping in, and I wanted to say hello to everybody. Jeff is here. So, Bill uh, Sotak's here. Hello, hello. How is everyone? Dennis Chevalier is here. Hi, guys. And Alex. Thanks for joining us. So is, right, that, guys, the, uh, is that the news? Yes, that's we, the news. So what's going to happen now is Rizzo is going to put up a timer and a banner. A timer. We got, we got two, two, actually. We do. We do have two episodes. Two, of we're going to do the two Ahsokas because one just dropped last night at 9 o'clock. Yeah, so definitely if you haven't seen that one, you're going to want to. That'll the be second half of last week and then um, today. Let me get my yesterday. banner up. There we go. So, all right. Kids, it says here. So here we go. All right. Let me lower the volume on the timer. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Second episode wasn't really any faster than the first episode. Um, although it's it's okay. I think they're laying groundwork. I want to say that. I'm I still optimistic. Um, I'm still optimistic. I think they're laying groundwork. You're right. It's, it's, it's a little draggy um, at times. But I, I still introducing think... introducing ideas that we didn't know. I just like it's still, I'm still backstory that we didn't yeah, know. I'm still, I'm still geeking, fanning over the fact that they pulled all these people. Basically, it's Star Wars Rebels. You know, continue. Yeah, it's season four, five, or Rebels, or whatever Rebels was. So it's yeah. kind of cool. Um, I assume we're going to see Ezra Bridger at some point. It's yeah, certainly measured, mentioned many times. Yeah. Um, and then of course we're gonna, we know we're gonna see Thrawn because we've already seen him in the trailer. Yeah, I'm in the trailer. What we were talking about, we hope we're what is there eight episodes, nine, whatever it is. There's only eight. We're if three. They in. Don't, if they don't, if they don't, if they bring college. Thrawn in on the very end of the last episode, I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Because then it's like, because you know, with the strike and the both strikes going on, we're not going to see another season of this for like two years at best. You yes. know, and, so this, and it's yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanna... Yeah, no, go ahead. So I was just going to say this was the episode that was largely preoccupied with Hera and Ahsoka going to the shipyard, but secondarily, that is preoccupied with this invisible backstory that we don't know about, which is 
Oh, hey, did you guys know Ahsoka took Sabine on as a Padawan for a hot minute there? All yeah, that was not in Rebels. What? Yeah, that wasn't what? in Rebels. So. Oh, okay. I guess that yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah that's, tell a, that's kind okay, of a, fine. yeah. So, well, she is Mandalorian, I guess, but they're kind of implying <laughs> that she's not force sensitive, though. She never was before. It's so, questionable. Yeah, that is. was kind of. But remember, Ahsoka's not officially a Jedi. She left the Jedi. True, order. true. So I guess it would be not fine. Not actually she's a Jedi. Not training a real Jedi. Rule. I guess. I don't know. There's rules. Those are the rules, Patrick. Those are the rules. Sorry, I just watched that Family Guy episode. <laughs> Why can't I wear my loafers? Those are the rules, Patrick. <laughs> need the shoes. Sorry. Does everybody have their shoes? Watch Family Guy. It's season Michael's seven. Episode. It's like season seven episode. Our I don't friend know. Take Michael to the bathroom. I don't know which way. It yeah, all dogs go to heaven. Watch that episode. Anyway, um, yeah. So overall, though, I think it's picking up. We're going to get into season two or excuse me, uh, episode three, rather, um, in a second, because it does pick up. So we can yes. really just start talking about that one. Um, I'm yes, yes, yes. So this but... next one, episode three, it does pick up. We finally see a little space battle, people shooting at each other. It's old school. Hey, did you notice that Sabine and Ahsoka were saying copy a lot? They always used to do that. That seems new. Did they say what? Cop? Copy. She'd be like, go, I need you on the back on the back gun copy that and she'd run for I it i did not notice that there was a particular um i was like i don't remember star wars of, using copy. copy there was a lot um but there was a good there was a good space battle there was actually some good sword fighting too and then yes. the cool space battle where the ship the soka ship is is disabled and they're the fighters are coming after her and she basically does a spacewalk and starts like fighting them with a, yes like, we fight <laughs> we fight ships with our lightsabers We're now lightsabers, by standing is, in space was, on the wheel it was kind of cool it was kind of cool I it was kind of cool but it was kind of i don't know i was like oh this is a thing now okay we just use our lightsaber to well it was like, just they kind of did, did look, like, i want to say they did something in in um the third prequel there um i i want to say anakin did something like that where he slashed the i don't know Something similar. I not, remember not like, you space, remember the speeders but... through the Redwood Forest. Luke lopped off the front of the speeder, and it went. There was that. that I get. Yeah, there that was that. I get, but in space. Well, the other thing that I thought was kind of funny is she kind of jumps away from the ship, and she's out there floating. And yeah, when but they, then she, she's just like, "Oh, you need to come get me," and I'm like, "But you have the force. Can't you just force you your way back down to Leia the ship?" Leia could. Leia force. Right. So why did you need her to come get you? But she just rotated because. Ahsoka's ship does that weird <laughs> rotating thing. So anyway, so then they land. I I really like the guy that plays the other the bad Jedi or the bad <laughs> oh, the Sith. That's Ray Stevenson. Yeah, he is he's awesome. Balin. He's awesome. Yeah. I'm devastated. Ray has passed. He is no longer with us. Yeah. And that is too bad because we could have seen a lot more of him. Yeah, he was. He also played Black. <laughs> remember the show I told you to watch, Black Sails. Oh yes, that's and, right. And and yeah, he played. Um, he played uh, uh, black. He played oh, black. Edward Teach. Excellent. Yeah, Edward Teach. So, and because I kept on where I know this guy, of course, I looked him up. I'm like, that's what he was. So, he, I, I really do recommend that um, if you want a good series to did, watch. Back to Ahsoka. Did anybody else, when Ahsoka was flying at that ring, did anyone else did it remind you of the expanse? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, well, you know what it reminds me of? Of you remember in in um, in I think it was Clone Wars, where uh, Obi Wan had that ship that would have the little ring that would go around it. That was his hyperdrive ring. 
and it would take his little fighter. Oh, that's fighter right. Hype, and then he would like abandon it. Like he would he would jettison it and then go land and then come back to it later. Like he just leave it in orbit. That's right. He so I'm wondering if there's going to be a giant ship that's going to stick itself into that thing. They did go. leave a comment in there somewhere. Like I've never seen one this big. This and it's big, like yeah. It's a hyperdrive ring to go yeah. to another galaxy. So uh, I, again, I think it's I'm I'm optimistic still. I'm not giving up faith in it. I think it's gonna it's picking up. So we'll, it's we'll give it up. only episode the two. Conversations two are slow, particularly conversations between Ahsoka and Hu Yang. They're slow. The editing needs to be faster. Okay, I would agree with you there. Okay, so that is the end of that. Yeah, Alex says Ray Stevenson was a treasure. I'm sure he was. He's so good in this, and yeah, it just makes is, you just like really, oh, he has really great voices too. Yeah. So, um, so before we get into the hawk, we do have a drink, and I thought it was rather appropriate. What a great he drink! Like his, he like his cappuccinos, and he never he didn't get one. Perfect the very drink end. for tonight. Um, so yeah, this one actually looks pretty good. Chocolate vodka, Bailey's, Kahlua. You can't yeah. you really can't beat the mix. I would drink the hell out um, of this. I would this probably drink that. Yes, I would probably right drink that. My, Even right though it probably comes with a purse, I, I would drink. <laughs> Kent, you there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so I we all, might have to try that one night because that one looks. I don't think I have the chocolate vodka. Chocolate, oh, I'm I sure don't that's have chocolate. I have Bailey's and Kahlua. Yeah, I have those two items. The problem yeah. with Bailey's is once you open it, you kind of have to drink it. It will not last forever because it is a cream-based liquor. So true. Let's be careful. Bailey's for me small bottle, small bottles of Bailey's. A winter beverage. Yes, it's probably a heavy drink. It's gonna that's gonna be a nice cold. Yeah, on a cold weather type. Exactly. It's not a yeah. It's not a hot summer drink for sure. Not a not a not a tiki cocktail. No, it's not a hot summer night tiki cocktail. So all right. So, why did I pick this movie? I don't really know. Yes. Why did you pick? Why did you pick this movie? Um. Why did I you flick this movie? I, on? Well, let me let me go back to nineteen. What was this nineteen ninety one? This came 91. out. Ninety one. I and it was it was it, and this is where I think they made a big mistake. It was first of all, Bruce Willis wrote this script. This is yes, like the only did. script he's ever written. Yeah, probably why. <laughs> but um, it was. I saw the trailer. And I remember he had just done Die Hard and Die Hard Two, so he was yes, huge. he had established he himself as an action, action hero, action hero. So that's how they promoted this film. That was an action film, but it's not an action film. It's a comedy. It's a comedy through it's a and cartoon. through. It's almost a cartoon. It is silly, silly, silly. And I think that's why that's why I told you don't go in with any expectations. Just don't yeah, go in with that. any expectations on it. Just watch it for what it is and then tell me what you think. Because the first time I saw it, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Because I was expecting Die Hard 2, like everybody else. But somehow, at some point in the 90s, I don't know, it was VHS, I was bored. It came on again, and I started to watch it, and I started to laugh at stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I think this movie has some merit. It still gets really bad reviews, but I still think it has – I think there's some fun funniness into it. As long as you take it as just – this is just a funny movie. It has no – I, I kind of like it. I don't know why. So it's I, light. You it's you fluffy. Tell me what you, you, think. Can, you can turn your brain off, put your feet up. And just let this thing play. I, I, yeah, I had never seen it before. You were wise to warn me to not expect anything. I, To me, it was a cartoon. It was very much a cartoon. And I have to admit, I did get a couple like laugh out loud moments there. But then there were other things I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. They <laughs> like, said there was, a, there was a lot that? of ad-libbing and the production was a mess. 
the product yeah and it showed and it, it showed, showed. i think um somehow oh, no, it's, it's its own little odd little funny thing and if you take it as an odd little funny thing you'll get a laugh out Just of it like I said, don't don't try to look too seriously into what no. it is don't if look you look at you pulled some of the jokes out to me were just I laughed out first. I thought one of the funniest things, and I don't know why I thought it was so funny, is when they're they're robbing the Vatican, and he hits the the the, the TV antenna, and the Pope's watching Mister Ed, you know, <laughs> and he starts hitting the hitting the TV with his big staff thing, yeah. you know, because it's yeah, trying to get it to. Yeah. I don't know why I found that funny. I was staring. Why is the Pope watching? They were, they were a couple Italian. funny moments. <laughs> was I was laughing at the dog too. The dog, uh, yeah, honey, yeah, bun bun bubble. Uh, this is the only script Bruce ever wrote, just like Star Trek V is the only movie Shatner ever directed. I see a pattern here. Yeah, yeah. Jeff. Well, you know, the thing, Jeff, with, with Star Trek V is that, and, and I think Bill will tell you this, Shatner, the budget was horribly slashed for it. Now, it's not a good script, but I think it got it got made worse. That, that movie got made worse by the fact that the, the studio just killed the budget. Yeah. So um, this thing, I can tell you was this thing had a budget of 65 million. Unfortunately, it only grossed 97 million. So while it did make a profit, make money back, yeah, this didn't is do, not, no, it didn't do well at all. Didn't do well at all. Yeah, and I it's think it, not partly because of the marketing. And this was also the yeah. last film that TriStar did before they merged with um, another big studio. I can't think which which one they merged with. Yeah, I don't know but either. That's really yes. relevant, but. It is a little bit relevant because one of the reviews I watched was like, th this movie was so bad it killed TriStar Pictures. And I was like, I, it might have been, they were in financial trouble before this. I don't know. They do didn't still help. exist. TriStar still yeah. exists. Uh, they yeah. just merged and they've done stuff with other companies yeah. now. Well, I mean, even uh, even uh, Richard Grant, who played Darwin May Mayflower, said this is the worst piece of Sony. shit. Him and Sandra Bernhardt hated it. They thought it was the dumbest <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. So, but, um, and apparently now this was all Bruce that came up with it. And then he, of course, he was really good friends with Danny Aiello prior to them. And I usually enjoy Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello, yeah. Danny, Danny Aiello, you know, he was, I thought, I don't know. I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. I like, I think they should have like played. I singing. I think they should have played that up more. There wasn't enough of it. There <laughs> should have been more. There should have been more of that. They, so the gags, the running gags were the coffee. The they coffee. could have dumped that gag altogether. The okay. singing, that was fine. Keep the singing. Um, the big reveal about Anne, which is Andy McDowell's she's character. Yeah. Andy she's Kawat Malai, I mean, right? She's a, she's a nun. I'm like, she's a warrior nun. She's a nun, yeah. <laughs> that was the most interesting thing about the movie. Everyone likes a good sexy nun. I mean, yeah. you know. Okay. <laughs> but I think some of the funny things, I, you know, was I thought one of the scene where he's when he's on the gurney going down the highway across the Brooklyn Bridge. I yeah. thought that was funny. I don't know why, because he was saying when he had to go through the toll booth that he's getting change out of his pocket, so he throws which yeah, he throws it. They don't even exist anymore. There was that. one line like, he was like, how's my driving? 188, we're all going to die. Or something. I can't remember. Drive. And taken, like, I saw that in a clip alone. And that was hilarious by itself alone. But when, when you see it in the movie, you're like, oh, this is. I, just thought the scene, I thought the fact that he pulled the chain out of his pocket to throw it in the basket to throw it as he's whipping the, through. the arm would yeah. go up was, was yeah. funny. I don't know. Now that, that actually, that scene took three nights to shoot. So they shut down the ramp to the Brooklyn Bridge for three nights to shoot that. To shoot this, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. It, but that's not, there was a different, where the toll, there was no toll on the Brooklyn Bridge at that time. 
so that that was filmed somewhere else. But oh, so, oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, there was no toll booth there during that time. I think there might be one now. But the funniest thing is, I thought about. It, I'm like, those baskets don't exist anymore. I remember they, Bill, either, Bill Sotak just wrote, "Who under 35 remembers the coin toll machine?" I remember yeah. the baskets. Throw the change. Throw in the, the change in the basket. Yeah, I remember <laughs> those that anymore. Everything's either easy pass or you got to just actually pay the. Yeah, I've, I've got the thing stuck to my yeah. But yeah. I, here's the thing: is Bruce the movie starts out so serious? He's getting out of jail, and they're playing it really, really straight. So then later on, when it starts to get a little weird, you're like, "What the hell is happening?" And Bruce pulls some absolutely cartoonish faces, and they bother to stop and hang on his face for several moments to see this reaction, and then back to the action. It's very. It's weird. This whole thing is just it's weird. It's weird. It's a weird movie. I don't, I don't, you know, and if people hate it, I get it, but I'm, I'm only defending it because I think it has some merit. I don't think it's that, I don't think it's as bad as people give it. Cause I think people were like me. They saw it. They didn't like it cause they didn't really get it. And then they never went back and watched it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, for, back in the day, I probably would have Never given this a second thought. Now that I've actually bothered to like, you know, look stuff up about it, and I realize, oh, okay, that's what they're trying I mean, to do. I kind of like the premise. It's it basically a, it's a thief movie. It's about it's stealing stuff. Kind of a thief. It's, it's kind, kind of a murder movie, but it's also this weird, you know, the whole thing with Da Vinci and the gold action. Yeah, and then yeah. there's this weird little alchemy. So it's not quite science fiction. Yeah. It's very cartoony. They even had cartoon sound effects. There was that yeah. one scene where he was trying to punch him, and Bruce was like going, yeah, going back and forth. Body. It was very cartoony. And then we've got our naughty nun running around. It, I mean, it's got James Colburn in it. That's it's got James Colburn. The cast. Wait, there, right? Let's stop right now. Let's just talk about this cast because the cast was very interesting, and there's some very interesting characters. Caruso, David Caruso's in this thing. Um, James Coburn, like you said, come on, IMDb, come up faster. Danny Aiello, Danny Aiello, Danny who Aiello. I absolutely Amanda adore. Bernhardt, where where's she been? I haven't seen her since the nineties. <laughs> yeah, Richard Grant, who's gone, who's gone on to do like a million things. You guys, if you don't think you know, you do know. Him. You've seen him in something. He's everywhere. Oh, he's tons of stuff. Sandra yeah. Bernhardt, we haven't seen her in a hot minute. Um, la, 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 la. Who was the other one I was going to point out? Oh, yeah, Caruso, David Caruso. David Caruso, yeah way, before, yeah, way before he did Jay. And he plays Kit Kat. And he's the one, you guys, at the end, he, he never talks. He always has a card pre printed. That's right. That's the thing. See, I'm the antithesis. That's his Kit whole shtick. And at the very yeah. end, when he dies, he or something was going on with. with well, he gets shot dog. by the. He gets shot with the cross. He holds up the card to Andy McDowell. He's like, I always liked you. I always liked you. you. <laughs> I always liked you. <laughs> like, it's just so. And then oh, the guy, the, the guy that plays Butterfinger, you know, he's like the Butterfinger. Butterfinger, yeah. And they left, the, and the, he's laughing. So they're all on the on the couch, paralyzed, and Butterfinger. Yeah. I don't remember what was going on. No, Butterfinger, Butterfinger wasn't the one that died there. He died. He got shot with arrows. Yeah, but when when it was, when Bruce it was and Danny Joy, Aiello was, are on the couch, paralyzed, Butterfinger's behind them laughing. Yeah. That was an outtake. Like that was not yeah. in the script, but they just left it in the movie because it was so yeah. funny to see him back there laughing. I don't remember why. I don't remember exactly what the scene was. Oh, they were they were paralyzed because she had used some kind of curare on them. Then they were paralyzed from the neck down. So that yeah. was kind of funny so because like, yeah. because Bruce had his arm up like this. So when he got shot, he he was supposed to stuck like that. Yeah. So he's like, and he could all he could do. And then he's trying to fight them yeah, with the and they go neck. It's like, come here, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> and and what was Butterfinger's name? His name is Andrew. No, that's not true. 
Yeah, Andrew Bernard. Andrew Bernardsky. I don't know what else he's. Let's see what else he's been in. I did all roads for this. Not a road in sight. Like, there was no like a road. couple stuntmen and no roads. a few other things, but honestly. Yeah, he hasn't done a lot of stuff. That Almond Joy he... did go on to do Orange is the New Black and a few other yeah, notable things. She's saying, uh, I don't sure how to pronounce her name, sure butchering it. Um, but yeah, so the cat, the cat of... overall was good. I know, I know, I know Andy McDowell was a last minute. Uh, add in, they had a couple yeah, of yeah, it was a Madonna. Um, it wasn't, I forgot who they had. Da, da, da. It was they Madonna. Was well, I don't, was Madonna supposed to be? I think it was Madonna was supposed to play the naughty nun and then she couldn't make it or so. I don't know. Well, no, it was, was Isabella there. Rossellini was originally cast as Anna Bar Baraglia. And then it was delayed, so she she had she had scheduling issues, and then it was recast to Marshuka Dietmers Dietmers. I can't even pronounce. I'm terrible. No, I didn't know that is okay. Um, but she had to leave a few days before shooting because of problems with her back. So, and at the last minute, they replaced her them with Andy McDowell. So um, that's how that went. I didn't say anything about Madonna in hmm. there. The other notable um, in this cast is. Yeah, I could have sworn it was Madonna. Maybe, see, I listened to all the YouTube channels and they could get it wrong. You never know. Uh, the other notable person in this cast was Frank Stallone. That's Sly's brother. He was in there as one of the Mario right. and whatever Caesar. Jeff right. Rubel is asking, Bruce is this Will's like Buckaroo Banzai weird? Um, and Bill no. is saying Buckaroo is weird. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Buckaroo is better. Buckaroo, oh, Buckaroo was kind of funny too. But yeah, it was Buckaroo. unintentionally funny. This is like no, trying to be funny and not always trying to be weird. This was just trying to be trying to be straight up comedy. John Big Booty. It was trying to be straight yeah, up comedy this with a little bit of action. Straight up comedy action. Buckaroo was meant to be an action, and then there was incidental comedy. Well, we I don't know. I, I disagree with that on Buckaroo. I think Buckaroo was supposed to be. There was humor in it. I can't see how they could how they could make that film and not see that there's humor in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you name your bad guy john big booty and john this and john that and john yeah Smokey. i mean that's what i'm saying Without, you can't yeah. you know there's no way so yeah when you um, when you put lithgow and um who was the other one there uh in a room together <laughs> they're all the bad guys right oh my yeah God. i forgot i have to go back and look yeah but lithgow was definitely we did the, uh, jeff we did buckaroo a long time ago uh jeff mike and denise okuda were very yeah they actually were on go back and go way back to the beginning go way, like scroll back you'll way find back out through, like three years ago and mike yeah. and denise okuda came and mike and Denise too they they actually got together part of their 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 together story is the overthruster yeah, the overthruster. Denise and came into the art see, department at Star Trek, and Mike had yes. an overthruster, and he wasn't there. And she asked, "Who's the guy with the with, with the, the overthruster?" overthruster. Yeah. And that's how they got together. Um, and they will and tell her, you that the overthruster is makes an appearance a lot in Star it Trek. It does. And you want to know one place when they're in the when they're when when the uh, when they're in the when the Riker and in, who in went the with them? The Phoenix. Yes, the Phoenix. Thank you. And they're going up with Zephyrm Cochran there. Yeah. Look behind the them. Right the other thing yeah. behind them. They're oscillation over. Yeah, Mike, it's Mike. Mike sticks his overthruster everywhere. That just sounds. The overthruster is everywhere. It's even on the cover of his encyclopedia. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. So he like they're definitely big Buckaroo Bonsai fans. 
Jeff Rubel, look at a screenshot of Sarah, Sarah Bernhardt. Yeah, she she had a moment in the 80s. She was everywhere for a hot yep. second in the 80s. She yep. was the it girl for a minute. And then and, she just, and she's not attractive. <laughs> she's got a she really had a weird look. on her. She's very a weird looking. Had a on her. And if you look at that power, when she's sitting there singing, I've got the power. Yeah, no, yeah. The, her legs, she was, her legs she was go comedic. for days. She was always legs comedic. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that character was she added. She was comedian. She was yeah, never she meant was to be, you know. No, she wasn't. She, that she character never styled added. herself as the sexy leading lady. She was a comedian and knew Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, her character was added late in the in the production. Um, it was originally just going to be a single male um, villain. Yeah, I don't know why um, they and added And then they were going to get Catherine Hepburn to do oh, that would be a female villain. She could have played like his, dad, his mom. Darwin's uh, and it was Richard Grant, and then they added Sandra Bernard. Yeah, we know Jeff Ironically, Richard and Sandra became really good friends as a result of this movie and are still friends today. Oh, are they really? Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, and because they were the smart. two on the set going, this movie's a piece of shit. It's a mess because the whole production was a mess. <laughs> Richard, well, oops, you know, Richard Grant, um, some fan walked up. I love Hudson Hawk, and Richard Grant was like, why? Like yeah. you idiot, why? Yeah, why do you like this movie? Why it's do terrible. you like it? I so think it was actually movie, his um, character. Yeah, go ahead. It was Mark Kermode. I don't know who that is, but um, that's the one who sold him. I love this movie, and the guy was like, "Why do you? Why he's a he's a he's just a podcaster, I guess." Um, Some people do, but his his character in the movie actually introduced himself. What can I say? I'm the bad guy. Like he's literally yeah. telling. The people in the car, but also the audience at large. Okay, guys, I'm your yeah, resident. Whole thing is, you know, I made my first. I made my first billion when I was 18. You know, where do you go from yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> the thing about this movie that I think irks people, although it, sh it shouldn't, because it's completely, is a all their song timings are wrong. Like they'll say "Swing on a Star" is three minutes and 15 seconds. It's not. That's wrong. And then all everything about Leonardo da Vinci was wrong. Like yeah. Straight up wrong. The only and actually, actually, the models that they used were all pretty much accurate, with the exception of the flying thing at the yeah, end. Yeah, the helicopter thingy. No, no, the helicopter was accurate as far as the drawing, but there was the with well, the thing they actually escaped up from the castle. Oh, oh, floating, oh, yes, that little, yeah, that flying thing. thing. With the that, wings, that was not. Right? That was not the vision. It was Da Vinci-like, but it wasn't It wasn't an exact copy of what Da Vinci drew. It's a glider. Because they actually glider. had to glide in real life, so they probably had to make it. I don't know. But again, we don't, thing, take, we don't take this movie. Guys, I thought that was pretty funny because Diana Aiello's character goes off a cliff. In with, a car with, that with explodes. With Grace on the hood. And it explodes, <laughs> and he's in the back seat, Diana Aiello's yeah. character. And you're and like, oh, I guess he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. With with James Colburn, of course. James Colburn's last word was my uh, what do you say? My uh, by pension because <laughs> he's going. Because <laughs> he's a CIA agent. But uh, you know, the funny thing was, um, he showed. Of course, Daniel L's character shows up at the very very end, and they're like, "How are you alive?" And he's like, "Airbags! Can you fucking believe it?" But they're like, "It exploded." It's There's a system. Can you believe it? <laughs> No, we can't. And she just completely gives up. And at that point, she's like, okay, I guess I'm not. We're all like, okay, I guess we can believe it. You know, because they knew how ridiculous it was. Because yeah. there was no way you would have survived that. So it was just so that yeah. again, that was just part of the movie. You knew it was just matter. It was just stupid. It was, yeah, man, you know. yeah. 
but it, oh. it's a long journey to get there. The movie starts out so serious. You know, like, yeah. everybody's getting out of jail. Like, you think, okay, I uh, I get the feeling for this. And then it just very quickly takes a hard right. And yeah, it's, comes it's very, it's, the, thing, the thing is, uh, uh, George Kaplan, who is what is James Coburn's character, is the name of the CIA agent from one of the Hitchcock movies. Oh. But Coburn was in a spy show, yeah. wasn't he? Well, he was in, well, in like Flint, all those in yeah, like, in Flint, like Flint. Which, is, which is what you hear when the little cuffs that they use to cuff Hot Hawk. Oh, is that? That's all from all those movies. Those in like oh, Flint and all those. Yeah, that they use that tone. That was just like his, his phone or something. And they use that tone. Actually, I think it was also in uh, um, uh, Mike Myers there. Um, Oh, uh, Austin yeah. Powers. Yeah, Austin Powers used it too. Million, but again, million. as a tribute to to the Flint movies. Ah, okay, interesting. So yeah, that was one of the things I recognized that right away. Actually, when I saw the movie and I heard that that tone, I'm like, oh, that's from In Life Flint. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, um, yeah, it's. I know it's not. I don't know. People are like, why did you pick this movie? And hey, I'm just trying to keep you all on your toes. Yay. Yeah, we are definitely on our toes. On our toes. We're on so, our tippy toes. Did you like it? Did you like it or did you not like it? Uh, uh, I talked to... So when I'm yelling at the screen, <laughs> when I'm like, you idiot, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I largely liked it. Am I going to run right out and watch it again? Probably not. No, but yeah, it's not that it. Kind it was of funny. I definitely had a couple laugh out loud moments. I kind of chuckled at the Mona Lisa gag. They were yeah, a couple yeah, yeah, no, he didn't paint her teeth because she had like, teeth. horrible teeth. Shit, horrible yeah, I, thought, I got I laughed at those stupid jokes. I don't know why they were stupid, yeah. but I still laughed at them. So That's it was kind of like, like I said, I still cracked up with the Pope. I don't know why I found that so funny. You know that the he's Pope. sitting there watching. He's watching Mister Ed. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he was watching. Well, the Pope does in his in the evening. Watches Mister Ed. He like, eats a little Italian. TV dinner. Watches a little TV. Italian. Yeah. So you know, you notice there was also the running gag of the fat guard. Like all the places he robbed had a fat guard. Oh, oh how and did it was I actually like the that? one that was almost caught him, which is I probably of... got distracted by the little girl beating the little girl. That was terrible. I thought that she's like, like damn, what that, is she that, doing? That elephant. She's just like randomly she's beating like, she's like thinking, I love the fact that you're watching the thing and all of a sudden the elephant just comes sailing in. Doink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, that crazy elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty. It was pretty good. Of course, we didn't. They should have had him steal because he didn't steal the last piece. Here's and the thing: he didn't the Louvre. I love that. Well, that one gag was from. She goes you from the Louvre in Paris. You mean from the Louvre, the Louvre in Milwaukee? Like the like the singular Louvre. <laughs> like we're like going more than one Louvre. They didn't need to hire the Hudson Hawk to steal anything because eventually, by the end of the movie, they wanted Michelangelo's helicopter. They just went and stole that. They did, they did a terrorist attack. Yeah, that's what. The, well, that's what they kind of said is like you could have you could have avoided all the deaths of those guards because they just went in there and mm. killed everybody to get it. That's what they kind of said that you know if you had just done it, all those people wouldn't have died. But you know whatever, done is done, kind of mm. thing. I guess you probably could get away with that once. I don't know if they get away with it three times. <laughs> In this movie. Like anything's possible well that was the whole point he was the he was the he was like the the famous cat burglar he was you know and clearly he was very good at it you know within a day as she even said one day and he's already been able he was able to steal the the coda the that's true this very fragile and delicate book he hooks it with like a, a hook with a pocket fisherman yeah that's he gave the list i need olive oil 100 stamps 
a pocket fisherman. I don't know what the other thing was. Hairspray. <laughs> like a lot of movies of the game of the era, a video game based on it was released. It must really? not have I been very good. That. It was probably horrible. It was probably horrible. I didn't. I never heard of it. Any as we we talked about this. Any most video games that are based on movies are bad. That's true. So, That's true. So it did receive three, count them three, Golden Raspberries, and it was nominated for Worst Picture at the Stinker Bad Movies Awards. People didn't like this movie for some reason. didn't like it. No. You know what? We're not always about the blockbusters here at Sci-Fi Distilled. Hey, we bring it all to you. Sometimes sometimes we got to scrape the bottom of the barrel. If if Roy can do Santa Claus Goes to Mars, we can do Hudson Hawk and hold our heads high. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We can. Rizzo, you you touched on why this wasn't liked. You touched on this earlier, and you're absolutely right. Uh, this performed so poorly in the United States because it's meant to be an absurdist comedy, and it was marketed as an action film. So yep. that right there just screwed everybody else up. If you guys go, if you haven't seen this, and for some reason you decide to check it out, go into it knowing it's an absurd comedy. It's an absurdist comedy. Nothing is real. It's very cartoonish. Just know that. And then you gotta think it's great. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I told you. If you haven't seen it, no expectations. Don't watch trailers. Yeah. Don't no. watch the trailers for it. Just go watch the film. It's I'm not saying it's gonna blow you away and like you're gonna be like, oh my god, it's but you like, might get a laugh but, out of it. And those of you that, that did watch it back in the early 90s, what'd you think and didn't like it then? I would say if you don't if you really, you know, if you're bored and not really nothing else to do. Think about maybe giving it another shot and, and see if you could see that the way I saw it the second time around. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I did once I knew what it was and I started saying, you know what, this has some some of the comedies not bad. I mean some of it's pretty funny. So it's not like bust your gut laughing, but no anyway. True. But there's a couple I had I had a couple laugh out loud moments. Yeah. No, like I said, Pope. Mr. 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 Ed. There's this whole deleted, and you can find them guys on YouTube. There's this whole deleted, it's not even a subplot. It's just this other little running gag. Um, and you can find all of these deleted scenes on about on YouTube about a monkey. So the, uh, Bruce Willis's character had a pet monkey, and he leaves it in charge, in the care of Danny Aiello, and he goes off to jail. And while he's in jail, the monkey gets assassinated. And when he comes out of jail, he asks Danny, okay, so where's little Ed? Little Eddie? Maybe, yeah, maybe little Eddie. Where's little Eddie? And Danny yells, okay, brace yourself. I got some really bad news. And so then he tells him the monkey got assassinated by the Mario brothers. And so then when he has his meeting with the Mario brothers in the bar, that, again, he brings it up, you know, you killed my monkey, da, da, da. Like, there's this whole subplot. And they wisely, I think, chose to delete all of this because i don't know if it really added anything but it's still kind of interesting to see if you guys are yeah and the funny thing is there was a running gag with nintendo and mario brothers yeah and the mario because they're saying he's been in jail so long he didn't know what nintendo was now remember in the late 80s early 90s the nintendo nes was the video game system that everybody had yes it was the xbox slash playstation of the day um, everybody had one. It was how you were playing Super Mario Brothers. Exactly. You know, exactly. Or, or you know, that was it. Everybody had one. Um, so that was a kind of a running gag that he had been in there so long that he didn't even know what Nintendo was. So uh, but 
the other thing which was funny was the whole running like you said i think the running gag that he was the only one that didn't know she was a nun um yeah and, you know, he, kept, he kept hitting on her and uh yeah she was doing a good job she was, well, she was trying to yeah and then and then of course you know i think the thing with diane el is laughing his, his ass off on the couch knowing that it's not going to happen, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? That was a funny scene. <laughs> Bruce is like trotting off to the bedroom like, oh. Yeah, yeah come on. Gonna, like, you're Good not going to happen, buddy. Nope, Good sorry. That. That's not happening. Christopher oh. LaRoche says it's a guilty pleasure. He says my Bruce Willis guilty pleasure is Red. Reds. Reds. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I'm familiar with that film. Yeah. Chris, we have a surprise for you at the end of the show. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> regarding next no, week, not doing reds per se. That's what you're saying. Not, no, it's not reds per se. So, but um, and Bill's watching my dog. Yeah, the dog is doing. Yeah, the dog is. I don't know. The what dog is. What's she doing back there? I don't know. Digging up the pillow. Tearing up a pillow. Nope. I don't know. Knocked it off. Now it's my sci-fi distilled pillow. So you know. Well, don't have a wreck that. Let me grab it. I have my sci-fi distilled. You hear get gas shirt on today. So. I again, I got my sci-fi old sci-fi. The old, that's, that's the classic. That's the classic. That's the classic logo. Classic logo. Stuff Pretty soon there'll be another sale. Available online, folks. Yeah, I know. I haven't gotten a sale thing. I have to go check see if there's anything. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Or you know, it's already Labor Day. Uh, it's going to be September first. I said this at the top of the show. It's going to be Friday, September first. Can you can you believe it? I cannot actually. I cannot believe it. I know. Where did our summer go? Where did our summer it go? It flew by. Like I still, spent we're still reeling from Trek Condoroga. I so, am kind of still reeling from Trek Condoroga. I yeah. spend most of the year in dread of Trek Condoroga, and then when it's my, over, I'm like, yeah. My question about Trek Condoroga is how much how much repair work did James have to do after Jonathan? I Frank? don't know. I need he to went, ask. I don't. He went know. through there like a freight train because I swear yeah. he was on purposely trying to break stuff. Oh, he was looking for stuff, and I don't you know. Heard, you he... heard about him slamming the chair back on? Oh, the I heard the right? whole story. Yes, I heard. <laughs> He was breaking stuff off the captain's chair. He was yeah, I saw. He was pretty rough. Was he was just, rough with the captain's chair. He was he really was rough. Looking to be entertaining, or if he was bored with the whole thing, I don't know what was going on there. But yeah, um, probably yeah. Well, it's none of my business. But right. he was funny. He was funny. He was great on his live on stage. If people that didn't get to see him, um, he was really he was really entertaining. I mean, the first thing he did was go out and sit in the second row. And James is on stage and he's like, go ahead, you know, do your thing or whatever. Like he was going to be a part of the audience. And so, but he was, he was pretty, yeah, he was pretty funny. Um, I hope he comes back because I just think people loved him, even damage aside. <laughs> oh, I hope he comes back too. We oh, yeah. do love him, damage aside. Chris is saying we're all still roasting down here, down here, the sick bay table. Did he break the sick bay table? Chris, you're not in the path of the hurricane, are you? No, no, he's on the he's on the he's on the east coast. Oh, it's gonna go right. I should do a change. Yeah, oh, and he might get it from the backside. That's true. Yeah. So of course, anybody, anybody, obviously, in the past, is it going north of you, Chris, or is it gonna? Um, it looked like it's gonna go like half, like come up around Tampa Bay and then go straight across, and then I think up into the Carolinas a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna go up. It's supposed to go back through like a curve. Thank you. High pressure system from Canada. Yes, one of the projected paths made it look like it was going to just gonna curve. No, the last I saw, it. yeah, it's curving and going back south I'm out, like, what to, is the, it out doing? to the Atlantic. And it Chris will says, actually, "No, I'm safe. Good. I'm okay. glad." Well, good. And we want everybody, of course, regardless of where you live, but we hope everybody's safe in this. Thing. Bill says, but "Yeah, he was you, it's not affecting New England at all. Yeah, not this time. Not this time. 
So yeah, Bill's saying he was swinging the tapestry and James was going to have a heart attack. Yeah, he's yeah, but you know what? Cost of doing business the way I look at it. But then again, easily I don't repaired. I'm not easily. the one that has to repair it, so <laughs> I can say that. So all right, shall I, all right. Shall I say so, what's coming up? Yeah, I don't really have a lot else to say about this movie other than I just thought it was a fun one, something different to do. It is a fun one. It was very different, very, very different. And thank you for kind of warning me going in, because I think I would have honestly, especially the way it started, expected the typical Bruce Willis action. And that's, that's, I think, what really, really gave it its bad rap was people were expecting Die Hard 3. Yeah. I mean, I really was not expecting it to go quite as cartoony as it did, but... You know what? I'm down for a little absurdist comedy. Sure, why not? There you go. So, sure, um, what does uh, what does uh, Roy and Phil and Roy other parties? And Phil Phil is trotting out the new fall schedule over there at WUSB Stony Brook. Uh, so he's got a couple things going on. He'll be. He'll do a live broadcast from the Bradstock Music Fest on Sunday. I have no idea what Bradstock is. And then on Friday, he'll be previewing music from bands that are performing at Prague Day in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. That's a uh, progressive rock festival. Roy, I don't know if he has anything this weekend, but on Friday, September 8th, that is Star Trek Day. And I know you Canadians say it's the 7th, but here in the States, it's the 8th. Um, so Roy's tie-dye sci-fi will have his 200th episode celebration on Friday, September 8th. And because it's Star Trek Day, they will be doing the Menagerie. And it sounds like it's going to be one of those episodes where we can all join in if we wish. If Roy's coming up on his 200th, we must be coming up we got to be close somewhere in there. I don't know. I don't keep count like he does. Although, so. Maybe not. Maybe we're coming up on our 100th because he does twice a week. That's true. He does. He does two. Yeah, he's, he's at least twice as many as us because can I help you? Yes, I, I'm no. busy right now. Thank you. My no, dog. she wants to be on the show. I know. She does this every time I'm on a call. So oh, hi, Martin. Where were you? Hi. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, you would, we should probably do something. Maybe, maybe we should do something for Star Trek. We no, absolutely. It's the 6th. We'll be on. Today's the 30th. Next week will be the 6th. So, Chris, yeah. we were going to do Guilty Pleasures next week, but we could push that a week and do something for Star we Trek. probably good because we have another what we're going to be doing, and I need time to work on it, is we're going to work up. Uh, we're gonna, I'm calling it. I'm calling it quote Jeopardy. Quote so Jeopardy. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna get a we're gonna get a group of people on here, and we're gonna give out. We're gonna do it like Jeopardy. You know, so many points for so in different categories, and I'm gonna come up with a list of movie quotes from mostly sci-fi. There might be a few that are more not necessarily sci-fi, but they might be cult films. And and see who who can win the the the, the big prize you, of nothing. You guys can all Bragging play. We'll so. figure out how to do it. He has some great categories lined up. So now we just need to. I got to fill in. It's just going to take me time to. So that'll that'll happen when I get all. And then I figure out how we're going to do is I guess because you're just going to have to raise your hand and then I'll decide who rose their hand first. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how else to do it. I don't know how we're going to do this. But we'll oh, figure yeah. Out. I don't know. I, yeah, I, got the, I got the idea from Phil at Trek Conroga doing the musical Jeopardy. Yeah. And I thought that would be good. And I thought music would be a cool one to do or have Phil do it for us. But then we run into that. If we run more copyright. than 10 or 15 seconds of a song, yeah. we run into that copyright issue. Yeah. So uh, we have to be careful there. Um, not Quotes is fine. Do. We can do it. Like Both you guys know, if I said the quote is, you're going to need a bigger boat, you'd be like. You'd know what it was. Yeah. You'd know what it was right away, right? 
So and I think the way film was doing it was either composer or film or TV show that it came from. That sounds kind of hard. I would never know the composer. Well, I might know. If well, know. that's yeah. So that's why he said if you knew what it was from, you didn't need to know the composer. Like if you knew the movie or whatever. So. Sci-fi. <laughs> Chris says it's going to be sci-fi distilled. No, not sci-fi. No, we're not doing music, though, Chris. I, I'm not going to sing. Why am I singing? So, yeah. Excuse me. Pardon me. Speaking of Phil, he did really well. I got my skydiver. See that from UFO? You guys didn't notice? Skydiver. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you, Phil. Phil brought a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Phil did all right. He sold most of his stuff to his us, his friends. I bought an eagle. <laughs> Bruce bought an eagle. <laughs> I brought the skydiver too from him. I brought George Jetson from him. <laughs> anyway, so. so all right. So I've, I've oh, written please. Star Trek question mark for next week since it's September 6th and September 8th is Star Trek day. And then I've written guilty pleasures for September 13th. That'll probably work. That'll probably work. Yeah. I won't be around on the 8th because I will be in Ottawa. Yes. Russo is going to go work the Ottawa Comic-Con. I'm going to go to the Ottawa Comic-Con Partly Say because Tawny's going to be there. Newsom from Lord. I would. I'm jealous. And I'm not going to lie. I'm completely jealous. I'm getting a photo op with Ensign Mariner. <laughs> Mariner Beckett. She's the best. Mariner Beckett. And, and Giancarlo Esposito is going to be there. Giancarlo. I so, love yeah, him. I love definitely. him in everything yeah. so that, he does. That might have to be another photo op. I might have to cough up the money. What did I just watch? And he was in it. And I was like, oh, I hope he comes back. Because he was kind of well, he was in he was in Mandalorian. He's in Mandalorian, but I just yeah. watched. And him. of course, he's been his biggest fame is 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 Frank from. Well, boys, Breaking I just watched him in Boys. Well, yeah, he's in the Boys. Yeah, he plays Briefly. the CEO. I'm hoping he comes back. You no, know, he's pretty much yeah, he's the CEO of of the main company there. So and then he he kind of disappears though. So we'll we'll see what how that. Yeah, goes. I think yeah, I don't know what season you're in of the Boys. So and I don't know, guys, what week we will do Jeopardy, but we will play Jeopardy. Yeah, we're, we're it might not be till the top of October, and that's okay. So, so that's that's it. I have nothing else to talk I have about. Nothing else. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? It was fun. It was it fun. It was not a bad. I know. I know. I knew, was gonna, I knew it was going to pile on me going, why did you pick this horrible movie? But I wanted been. to. I started to and I thought, no, you know what? Here, we always try to like see the good things. We try to keep it positive. I've got to do It's okay. Research. If you didn't like it, I'm for, for first person to say that it's okay to not like something. Not for everybody. Um, but I think I think there was merit in it. I think there was there was some value to it. It wasn't a completely horrible piece of crap. So. Um, <laughs> Alex is ribbing you. Yeah, I know. That's what she does. That's, That's what she right. does. That's what she does. <laughs> so, okay, guys. Well, thanks for watching. As usual, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, live long and prosper. Good night, folks.